And we're out of control with Tim Ashoff, President COO of Creek Carrier Corporation. Uh, Creek, good morning. Tim, good morning. So I said I was out of control. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of that, uh, that way for the industry right now. It seems like everything's kind of out of control. It is, but uh, we'll nail it all down here before it's all over with. You guys, of course, are going to be in the West Wing uh, for the next three days. 69060, 69060 is the booth number. And uh, I know you got a, a bunch of good guys with you here this year. We do. You know, we've, we've got uh, kind of a recruiting presence there and always happy to talk to any drivers that are interested in coming on board with Crete, Schaefer, Hunt. I uh, have a lot of great opportunities and it's, uh, you know, really been a busy time for the industry. Uh, so miles are good and, and uh, pay's going up. So uh, this is a good time to be a driver in the industry. You know, um, and boy, and, and, and you don't get to say that very often through the decade. You know, it always seems like the low cycles seem to last a lot longer high cycle so hopefully this one will be a, a good one for a long long time and really get driver pay up to where it needs to be you know um, you've seen the studies I've seen them where it, you know driver pay is lagged behind the rate of inflation and, and pay rates for other industries so I'm really happy to see uh, us and, and others uh, really be able to get um, driver pay up but of course that starts with us being able to get rates up with our customers and uh, you know thankfully we're having some success there and we're able to pass that along to drivers. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you and I have had some great conversations uh, through the years now on, on the on the radio, and um, I know folks uh, recognize your voice. You're with us on a regular basis, and we always get into some of the big, heavy. Well, all of the issues are always big, heavy issues, but we've never really talked about something that uh, you have just attended. Uh, you went out to the uh, Food Shippers of America conference in um, Phoenix, and uh, this year's theme at the conference was the evolution of logistics. Um, and I thought maybe we'd kind of zero in on that because uh, the Food Safety Modernization Act is a really big uh, piece of legislation that a lot of folks who aren't directly involved with uh, refrigerated carriage uh, don't really know that much about. A lot of folks that are in food distribution are still a little uh, hinky on exactly what it means. So I thought maybe you might kind of talk to some of the big topics or the trends that uh, were that were talked about at that conference. Sure. Um, you know, but we talked about in general, and I'll, I'll get the, the Food Safety Modernization Act as part of this, mm -hmm. but, you know, we talk about evolution in, in any industry that, uh, you know, you need to continue to evolve and change with the times. And, you, you know, the, the real challenge in evolution is sometimes you have, um, you know, revolution where it's so fast you can't keep up with it. And uh, that, as a company, that's a little scary to us because you change too fast and you go wrong direction uh, and, and you know, don't know where you're going to end up. So we prefer to have that kind of productive evolution. And so a lot of the conference was about we're now in an environment that's really calling for revolution. You know, the, the Amazon effect of, of, you know, delivering things, you know, in hours versus days, mm -hmm. uh, consumers wanting things, you know, at their fingertips versus having to go to a store and, and pick and choose and hope they have it in stock. And that's really pushing the logistics, particularly even the food industry, to, to make some revolutionary changes. And that can be real challenging. And there are things that impact that like the Food Safety Modernization Act, where we need to ensure as we evolve um, and sometimes, you know, to take those revolutionary steps that we don't miss some things that are very important, such as food safety, having that good chain of custody, uh, ensuring that, uh, as you mentioned, refrigerated product in particular is maintained at the temperature it needs to be, and we have that transparency throughout the, the food supply chain. 
You know, uh, people have always been concerned about food safety, obviously, and we've done pretty good, I think. I mean, we're still alive. We've been eating food all of our lives, so we're we're doing okay. Uh, but it seems like people really want, and you know, you're talking about the Amazon effect where people, not only do folks, me included, uh, want our stuff yesterday, but we want to know exactly where it is along that uh, that, that uh transport uh, chain, right. you know, where's my stuff, you know, and, and, and now it's here, and you get a, a text message when it arrives at your door, um, but when it comes to food, it's sort of like uh, you sign of, uh, you sign for it, you seal the trailer, you're gone, you don't really know what's happened in between, you can pray for the best, and again, I think it's been pretty good, but maybe now that we have the means electronically to track and to collate and to collect data, that really has changed the, the, the game. And I think you're making a really important point. You know, the Food Safety Modernization Act really requires us as a carrier to be a part of that full supply chain and provide that visibility as far mm-hmm. as, you know, when you close the door, what's the temperature of the unit? You know, now we monitor that unit with remote tracking continuously. And then electronically, we have a lot of customers now that we're providing that information directly to them from, you know, the temperatures, was the door open, was the door closed, so you have chain of custody and things. But all that really does, and then we, we didn't, as a carrier, we weren't really too concerned when, when the Food Safety Modernization Act came out because the industry already does really well on food exactly. safety. Yeah. So really what it did is provide visibility to it to others. And so, you know, we as a company say, you know, look, we do really well. We should embrace showing others how well we do. So we've really worked with our customers to, to you know, give them the visibility where we can and where they need it and really just show that, you know, we do have a very good supply chain, particularly in the food world. I don't want to go really off on a, on a wild tangent here, but that sort of sounds like blockchain because of the transparency and visibility. It, you're you're right, and and you know blockchain is the other thing that's been coming up uh, in many different areas, and you know that is um, an area where it looks like blockchain could be applicable. Um, you know we're watching blockchain too, and say that you know that's something where you know a lot of people are talking about it being revolutionary. We see it a little bit more as an evolutionary uh, step, too, because we already do uh, a great deal of electronic data interchange, exchange of similar information uh, already. I think blockchain will just make that more efficient and make it more readily visible uh, quicker to all parties involved. And so, you know, we'll, we'll evolve with that. A lot of our software providers are, um, you know, evolving that way. And in the end, our goal is to use it to help our drivers, um, because if we can exchange information quicker and take uh, a driver that doesn't have to provide that information and hold uh, hold them up or, or use their time for things other than driving, that's really how we look to use the you know that blockchain technology to you know maybe at some point one day we eliminate even bills of lading and their electronic bills of lading, so we don't have to put the driver and take that responsibility solely out of them to you know get that bill of lading, make sure it's signed, and make sure it's passed back to us. So. Because when you increase efficiency, you increase income. That's right. And, you know, the drivers have, as we've talked before, they have 660 minutes a day to drive. And so every minute you take away from that, that's, you know, less income for the driver. Um, autonomous trucks, I know we don't have a lot of time to talk about that, but uh, we've had the uh, the cross-country run now. We've, uh, from, from California to Florida, we've got the Uber thing in Arizona where the drivers are shifting, uh, you know, a meeting in the middle, so to speak, and, and uh, going short runs. Um, this is um, a big topic, uh, obviously. Um, what about... Uh, 
the chatter about the role technology is going to be playing in the future of trucking. Obviously, the future was yesterday, and that's what my bumper sticker says. So right. It's too late to turn back now. You know, one thing about technology is it changes so quickly. Just when we think the role it's going to play, something else changes, and we think, oh, we could use that differently. And, and so, again, our perspective is, is how do we take it uh, a little bit more one step at a time? We're really uh, happy that people are pushing out there towards autonomous trucks, for example, because technology that is being developed for that, we're able to use pieces of it today, mm-hmm. you know, help to improve uh, driver visibility, driver safety, those types of things. Uh, and so we, we want to continue to evolve with it, but really think for our our standard operation, which we're, we're at our core, we're, we're still that over-the-road, uh, irregular route, asset-based trucking company where we need you know good quality drivers uh, doing and making those decisions second by second uh, in the truck. So let's take what we can from that autonomous technology and see how we can use it to assist the driver today. That That's where we're at right now. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, you know, we've talked before where we say, hey, do you think in our lifetime we'll see this? And I think a lot of times we say, well, no, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, the way technology changes, I have a hard time saying that anymore just because, um, it, you know, it's exponential change, it seems, anymore. By the time we hear about something happening, it's already been happening for weeks, months, and even sometimes years behind the scenes. And we think it happened yesterday, but it happened like two years ago. Uh, so it, 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 it really kind of gives you that feeling of really, you know, going one step ahead and two steps back when you're trying to keep up with the trends in, in technology. It, it, it really is. And it makes it hard for us as a company to say, you know, what is the right direction? direction to go. Um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, we, we take more of a measured approach because, um, you know, either the technology that you may adopt um, uh, isn't actually the right thing to do or, or by the time you adopt it, to, to your point, it's already outdated and you should have waited and adopted the next technology. And there's a lot of expense and challenge that goes along yeah. with that. But, you know, I also think then that we as a company always try to remember, let's also look at it from the driver's seat. And what does this technology do for them? And that's one thing, uh, you know, a lot of this technology is uh, really exciting, um, but sometimes we don't look at it from the right perspective. So that's one thing we always try to stay grounded and say, okay, let's look at it from the driver's perspective. And we do. Then we, we get drivers in and say, hey, you know, because they see and hear about technology sometimes, as you mentioned, before we do. And they may come to us. And so we really need to work with them and say, what is the right technology to help make your day the best day you can have out there on the road? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, again, it's about efficiency. Mm-hmm. And when you increase efficiency, you increase productivity. When you increase productivity, you increase income. That's right. And, you know, that's that's what we're all, uh, you know, in this business for is to, you know, make a living to go go back home and be able to take care of our families. And so if we can make that better and make that income greater, that's better for our families. Uh, boy, there's so much more we can talk about here. We are out of time, of course, but looking forward to seeing you guys over at the booth uh, today uh, and tomorrow, Saturday, you'll be in booth number 69. 06, I never know how to do these zip codes. 69060, 69060. And uh, uh, Tim, always great having you with us here in person or on the radio. Yeah, great to be on the show. And yeah, please stop by and see us at our booth. We look forward to talking to you. We will be there. Tim Ashoff, everybody, president of Crete Carrier, of Crete Schaefer Hunt. And we're going to take a real quick break right here. We're broadcasting live.